0: Over the last several weeks, we've looked carefully at each word of Luke 9, 23. And he said to all, if anyone would come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. We summarize the last two sermons this way. Salvation is free, but discipleship will cost you your life. After we considered the call to discipleship, we fleshed out three of the four conditions of discipleship. 1. Desire First, a person must desire to be a disciple. If anyone would come after me. 2. Denial The second condition is a call to deny self. Let him deny himself. 3. Death Last week our focus was on the third condition, death. We see this in the next phrase and take up his cross daily. 4. Devotion Today, we'll investigate the importance of devotion and follow me. Welcome to On Mission, the preaching ministry of Edgewood Baptist Church in Rock Island. When we gather together, we meet on 38th Street, and when we're scattered, we strive to live on mission all over the Quad Cities area. We're in a series we're calling Discipleship Matters. Listen now to part two of a message called, Follow Jesus by Obeying Him.
1: So when Jesus said, follow me, it's an invitation. He's saying, join me in my path, my journey. And if we choose to follow, it means we're all about going where he goes because he's the leader. And it means doing what he says we should do because he is Lord. We could say it like this, hear and do the will of the one who goes ahead of us. One pastor offers this helpful word picture the chart of the true disciple directs him to renounce every path of his own choosing that he may put his feet into the print of his leader's footstep. Notice the personal aspect of this Jesus said, Follow me. It's all about a relationship with the Savior. It's not a system of rules or even rituals. Discipleship is relationship where we're invited to be close to him, to obey his teachings, to take the same path he takes and to walk the same road he walked. Interestingly, it was not common for a rabbi back then to call people to follow him. Here's how it normally worked. People who were pupils or students, they wanted to be be apprentices, they wanted to learn from a rabbi, they would pick a rabbi they wanted to hang out with. Would you note here, that's not how this works. Jesus is the one who's calling people to follow him. And his call is to deny self, to take up our cross daily, and follow him. that's what the disciples did. Without hesitation, it's what we're to do today. Related to this, this is an interesting thought. Jesus never came up to somebody and said, accept me. No, he said, follow me. Now, unfortunately, some of us are like the guy described in this poem by Dan Atkins. It was written from the perspective of a man expressing his commitment to a woman, and I guess it's appropriate on Valentine's Day. It goes like this The guy says, I would climb the highest mountain, swim the deepest ocean too. I would crawl the hottest desert, I'd do anything for you. I would leap the tallest building, I'd bear any trial or pain. There's no limit to my love, and I'll be over Friday night if it don't rain. (laughs) You know, a disciple is one who follows Jesus no matter what, whether it rains or snows or it's below zero. See, the words we use are important. There's certainly nothing wrong with saying titles or phrases like this, I'm a Christian. Well, that word is from the book of Acts. I'm a believer. Or even I'm a Baptist. I've been trying to identify myself a little bit differently. Here's how I've been doing it, and I don't say it all the time, but I'm striving to, and perhaps you'd like to join me in this. I'm a follower of Christ. And when I have discussions with somebody wanting to have gospel conversations, I have found if I ask them if they're a Christian, most of the time they say yes. So I've been asking it differently. Been asking, Are you a follower of Jesus? And on Friday, we had somebody fixing something in our home, and we were having a conversation about spiritual matters and the Bible, and it seemed to me that he thought he was good to go. Until I asked him this question I said, Are you a follower of Christ? He paused, became a little awkward, and he said, I don't know what that means. Which led into a gospel conversation. Also, when I'm speaking to a true Christ follower, often I will ask this question How long have you been following Christ? A couple months ago, I read the four gospels and I discovered the word follow is used 18 times. And so we're going to walk through these passages to see that following Jesus was never meant to be casual. I'll put it up on the screen as well because we'll fly through this, but I want us to just get the force of these passages. Matthew chapter 4, verse 19. And he said to them, follow me, and I'll make you fishers of men. Immediately they left their nets and followed him, and going on from there he saw two other brothers, James the son of Zebedee and John his brother, in the boat with Zebedee their father, mending their nets, and he called them. Notice, immediately they left the boat and their father and followed him. Matthew 9, verse 9, as Jesus passed on from there, he saw a man called Matthew, also known as Levi, sitting at the tax booth, and he said to him, follow me, and he rose and followed him. Matthew chapter 19. If you would be perfect, go sell what you possess and give to the poor, and you'll have treasure in heaven, and come follow me. Matthew 19, verse 27 and 28, Then Peter said in reply, See, we've left everything and followed you. What then will we have? Jesus said to them, Truly I say to you, in the new world, when the Son of Man will sit on his glorious throne, you who have followed me, will also sit on 12 thrones judging the 12 tribes of Israel Mark chapter 6 verse 1 He went away from there and he came to his hometown and his disciples followed him Mark 10:32 And they were on the road going up to Jerusalem and Jesus was walking ahead of them and they were amazed and those who followed were afraid. And taking the 12 again, he began to tell them what was to happen to him. Okay, now book of Luke, gospel of Luke, Luke chapter five, verse 11. And when they brought their boats to land, they left everything and followed him. Luke chapter nine, 57 through 62, we read these words. As they were going along the road, someone said to him, I will follow you wherever you go. Notice Jesus' answer. And Jesus said to him, foxes have holes, birds of the air, well, they have nests, but the Son of Man has nowhere to lay his head. To another, he said, follow me, but he said, Lord, let me first go and bury my father Jesus said to him, leave the dead to bury their own dead. But as for you, go and proclaim the kingdom of God. Yet another said, I will follow you, Lord, but let me first say farewell to those at my home. Jesus said to him, no one who puts his hand to the plow and looks back is fit for the kingdom of God. Now let's head over to John chapter 1, beginning in verse 35. The next day again, John was standing with two of his disciples, so this would be John the Baptist, and he looked at Jesus as he walked by, and he said, behold, the Lamb of God. The two disciples, these would be disciples of John, heard him say this, and they followed Jesus. John 1.43, the next day, Jesus decided to go to Galilee, He found Philip, and he said to him, follow me. By the way, that captures the first half of our definition of discipleship. A disciple is a believer who lovingly follows Jesus. So that's what Philip is demonstrating here. If you continue to read verse 45, Philip found Nathanael and said to him, we found him of whom Moses in the law and also the prophets wrote, Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. Nathanael said to him, Can anything good come out of Nazareth? Philip said, Come and see. Well, that really describes the second half of our discipleship definition. So Philip is following Jesus and. He's intentionally helping Nathanael to do the same and intentionally helps others follow him. Now, during this series, perhaps you've been stirred maybe in one of two ways. Maybe here's the first way. You're like, man, I need to get serious about following Jesus and I need some help. I want someone to disciple me. Or perhaps you're on the other side and you're like, man, I've been walking with Jesus for many years and... I believe that God's prompting me to disciple someone to come alongside a newer believer and to help them grow. Wherever you are, or maybe you're in the middle on that spectrum, I invite you to an exploratory meeting that'll be held on Thursday, February 25th at 7 p.m. Oh, there's a few more, John 10, verse 27. My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they what? Well they follow. That's what sheep do. John twelve, twenty six, if anyone serves me, he must follow me. And where I am, there will my servant be also. If anyone serves me, the Father will honor him. And then John chapter twenty one. So Peter has denied Jesus three times. Jesus has now been raised from the dead. He's on a beach, and he has a conversation with Peter, and he restores him to ministry. And then he explains how Peter's going to die. And then he says these words, verse 19, and after saying this, he said to him, follow me Peter looked around after that he noticed John John was there and so he asked Jesus what plans he had for John Aren't we like that Yeah we we say well what about him what about her But once again Jesus puts Peter in his place would you listen to what Jesus said If it is my will that he remain until I come what is that to you, you follow me. Friends, this is so personal. Jesus looks at each of us individually and he says, you, no matter what anybody else is doing, you follow me. Here's the other thing I think about. Here's Peter who has denied Jesus three times and he's not DQ'd because of that. Jesus goes out of the way to restore him. Three times he says, feed my sheep. And then now he gives the call again to follow me. There's one other thought related to that. Jesus' first spoken words to Peter were, follow me. And the last recorded words of Jesus on earth to Peter, follow me. That's that's the invitation that we have today. A disciple is one who follows Jesus no matter what. I appreciated David Platt's summary of what it means to follow Christ, to follow Jesus, is to live with radical abandonment for his glory, to live with joyful dependence on his grace, to live with faithful adherence to his person, and to live with urgent obedience to his mission. It's easy to add Jesus like we add friends on Facebook. It's much more difficult to be a full-fledged Follower. Jesus is not an app that we just add to our life. No, because he's Lord, He wants our whole life. And so are you today, right where you're at, listening, engaging online, or right here, are you willing to renounce every person, possession, and especially yourself in order to follow Christ? Will you put your faith over your family, over anything else that has had first place in your life? Is there anything right now, if you were honest, you'd say, yes, this one thing, this one habit, this one sin, this one activity, this one relationship is keeping me from being 100% a fo- f- follower of Christ. Luke 14, words of Jesus, so therefore any one of you who does not renounce All that he has cannot be my disciple. Well, after the call to discipleship, the four conditions listed in Luke 9, 23, desire, deny, death, and devotion, Jesus concludes with three cautions in verses 24 to 26. Caution number one, if you only focus on your own life, you'll lose it. We see that in verse 24, for whoever would save his life will lose it. Whoever loses his life for my sake will save it. If you try to hold on to what you have, you'll miss what Jesus wants to give you. The person who seeks to save his life by not denying self in the short term will lose his life in the end. When you settle the surrender issue and commit to follow Christ at any cost, you will end up saving your life. We would do well to adopt the Apostle Paul's purpose statement, Acts 20, 24, but I do not account my life of any value, nor as precious to myself, if only I may finish my course and the ministry that I receive from the Lord Jesus to testify to the gospel of the grace of God. C.S. Lewis once wrote, Christ says, give me all. I don't want so much of your time and so much of your money and so much of your work. I want you. I've not come to torment your natural self, but to kill it. No half measures are any good. I'll give you a new self instead. In fact, I'll give you myself. My own will shall become yours. So when we lose what has always been so important to us, we end up finding what we've been searching for all along. Speaking of those who were completely committed to Christ, Revelation 12, 11 says, for they loved not their lives, even unto death. I'm reminded of the words of Jim Elliott, a missionary who was martyred in Ecuador. He is no fool who gives what he cannot keep to gain that which he cannot lose. Incidentally, he wrote those words when he was in his 20s. Number two, if you only lock into your own success, you'll lose your soul. In verse 25, Jesus is asking a probing question for what does it profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses or forfeits himself? He's using economic terms here, here, profit, gain, loss, forfeit. We could gain everything and lose our very souls. You could make a lot of money and end up in hell. So here's a question to ponder. Will I spend my life for the Savior, or will I waste my life on this world? One time, the evangelist Harry Ironside was interrupted by the shouts of an atheist while he was preaching. The atheist yelled out, there is no God. Jesus is a myth. I challenge you to to a debate. I love Ironside's response. He said, I accept your challenge, sir, but on one condition. When you come, bring with you 10 men and women whose lives have been changed for the better by the message of atheism. Bring former prostitutes and criminals whose lives have been changed and who are now moral and responsible individuals. Bring outcasts who had no hope and have them tell us how becoming atheists has lifted them out of the pit. And sir, Ironside concluded, if you can find 10 such men and women, I'll be happy to debate you. And when I come, I will gladly bring with me 200 men and women from this very city whose lives have been transformed in just those ways by the power of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Friends, Jesus Christ changes lives today. And he does so through demanding discipleship. Remember this. It's costly to follow Christ, but it's a price worth paying. Number three, third caution. If you're ashamed of Christ, uh, he'll be ashamed of you. I'm in verse 26. For whoever is ashamed of me and of my words, of him will the Son of Man be ashamed when he comes in his glory, in the glory of the Father and of the Holy Spirit angels. So there's a great cost to discipleship. There's even a greater cost to not following Christ. We're called to confess Christ and not be ashamed of him. And friends, that's going to get more difficult in the months and years ahead. One way to confess and profess Christ if you're saved and you haven't been baptized is to follow the Lord in baptism. Our next opportunity for baptisms right here will be March 13th and 14th. If God's prompting you to take that step of obedience, you can fill that out on your connection card. So let's not shrink back from the Savior. Let's not waffle with his words as we live in this adulterous and sinful generation. Don't bail on the one who will never fail you. It's time for the church to be the church, to be bold in our witness and loving in our gospel presentations. A disciple is one who follows Jesus no matter what. I end with Platt's conclusion. I hope it has been clear that to follow Jesus will cost you everything now, but he's worth it. But it's death to self, it's new life in him. But there is a cost, you can mark it down, there will be costs for all who truly follow after this Christ in this world. It will not be easy. It may cost you your life to live with urgent obedience to this mission. But I wanna propose that the cost of non-discipleship is far, far, far greater. Because for many who sit back in a cultural veneer of Christianity without knowing Christ, there will be eternal consequences. Not just then, though, but now. To sit back in casual, comfortable Christianity is to miss out on the joy and the peace and the thrill and the satisfaction that comes from truly knowing the Jesus from the Bible and following the Jesus of the Bible with all your heart. You can lose your life and you will find life. But if we don't, we miss life in Christ. So the consequences, the cost will be great for us and the cost will be great for the world. For 6,000 people groups who will continue without ever hearing the gospel while those who have the gospel sit back and coast it through until they get to heaven there is a steep cost to cultural, nominal Christianity in the world. So I urge you, I urge you to live with radical abandonment for his glory, joyful dependence on his grace, faithful obedience to his person, and urgent obedience to his mission until we see the face of the me we have been beckoned to follow.
0: A disciple is one who follows Jesus no matter what. There is a cost to discipleship, but there's an even greater cost to not following Christ. We're called to confess Christ and not be ashamed of Him, which will become increasingly difficult in our culture in the months and years to come. Thanks for joining us for On Mission. If you'd like to hear more sermons like this one or want to learn more about the ministry of Edgewood, go to edgewoodbaptist.net or download our free mobile app on the Apple App Store or Google Play by searching for Edgewood QC. We'd love to have you as a guest at one of our three weekend services, Saturday at 5 or Sunday at 9 or 1045. My name is Matt Williams, and I'm a member of Edgewood. Ethan Curry, also an Edgewood member, is serving as the producer of this program. We look forward to connecting with you again next weekend as we learn more about how to live On Mission. Until then, go deep in God's Word and keep applying it to your world. On Mission is furnished by Edgewood Baptist in Rock Island, Illinois.